Hello. Hello, hello. And welcome to From, From the, the Lower, Lower Level. Level with Rivers and the Dude. Yeah, so welcome to today's podcast. We're uh, so happy to be back here recording and drinking another glass of champagne. Yep, yep, that's three for three, all mm-hmm. right, three weeks in a row. Um, I think the champagne's working, so we're going to keep it flowing. Yeah, uh, so cheers to that, actually. Cheers. That's the best sound. Mm. The other best sound is actually popping when the, the cork. Yeah, popping right? the cork. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, wait a second, is that the best sound? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to get into uh, giving you a little bit more dish on some of our Bravo Leb encounters that we've had over time. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to take you back a little bit on this trip to when the dude and I. Uh, we're in Hollywood and made reservations to have dinner at Sir. Yeah, our, our WeHo stay, Yes, right? yeah, the infamous WeHo stay. Uh, so, yeah, we made this reservation. We were really excited, obviously. And, you know, we didn't know, are we going to run into anyone? Was it like, it was like a Saturday night or Friday night? I know it was it's like Friday night. Friday night, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Friday night in WeHo, we're, you know, full of expectations, but don't really know what's going to happen. And uh, so, yeah, nine o'clock at night, we have a reservation. They're not ready for us quite yet. So we have a couple drinks at yep, the bar. Yeah, to hang out at the bar. Very crowded. So, you know, good for Sir. It was bumping. Like, there was, mm-hmm. there was people, like, crowded to the brim. So that was, that was a nice crowd. Yeah, found it interesting. They were playing. I don't know if you realized, but they were playing episodes on the big screen. I did catch that. Of Vanderpump. Yeah, that was it. Was uh, interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if that's cheesy. I feel like it's kind of cheesy. I do too. I just didn't want to uh, attack like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, do you need that? Yeah, I don't think they need it. Um, I mean, it, come on. Like, I'm sure half of the people there were only there because of the show, right? We all know. Like, in comparison. If we went to TomTom and they were playing episodes of Vanderpump Rules at TomTom, which they weren't, but I would feel different about that. I would feel like it was too, like, kitschy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like it. Yeah. I feel like it's a sellout kind of thing. Or yeah. jump in the shark. Uh, or, you know what? I'll just say this. Desperation. Like, Desperation. It comes across as desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was weird. But then we finally were seated. We're waiting for our waitress or waiter to come over and, uh, you know, take our order. And who is our waitress? None other. Than Raquel. Yes. Raquel herself. Yeah. Uh, So that was pretty exciting. Uh, Very sweet. Comes up, asks us what we want to drink, what we want to eat. Very professional. Yeah. Yeah. she, She didn't come across as like... Aren't you excited to be served by me? You know, <laughs> yeah. like that kind of thing. Totally, totally low key. So I'm like trying to decide between a couple of dishes. And I, so I ask her for her opinion and I'm like, hey, I'm trying to decide between these two things. And like, I don't know, one of them might have been like a chicken dish. Yeah, yeah, like a grilled chicken breast or like some, some, some chicken dish. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, between this and this pasta dish. And so she's like, you know what? I would go for the pasta. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'll have. And so I order order the food. And then I realize what I just <laughs> done. I just asked Raquel 
what dish I should order and she tells me that I should go for the pasta. It doesn't even occur to me that this is a like this is the pasta. This, this is, is the, the pasta. infamous pasta that like came from the not about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. Yeah, and I just asked Raquel whose pasta was <laughs> the pasta that they were talking about. <laughs> The very one in question. <laughs> yeah, which dish she would go for. And then she tells me I would go for the pasta. That's hysterical. Th- that was great. But what what I think is like the, the sealer, the what seals the deal is that um, it was actually really good. It was delicious. <laughs> so it was about the pasta. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think I had a steak that yeah, night. Yeah, um, I think so. And, that, you know, don't get me wrong, that was good, too. But I, I tried the pasta you had, and it was dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, they fucking nailed the pasta. <laughs> um, yeah, so to this day, I giggle about it because I just, like, so coyly ordered the pasta from Raquel and didn't realize what I was doing until after I did it. And I'm happy I did it. And obviously, it makes for a funny story. And... The the other side of that story too, it's a little like tie in, but who else was sitting in Sir? Yes. That same Friday night, just maybe two or three tables away from us, but the one and only white Kanye, James, James Kennedy. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, um, like at first, you know, it's that weird thing. You see somebody, you don't want to like fan out so much. You don't want to be that fanboy, fangirl, like, mm-hmm. and be a spaz about it. Gotta play it cool. Gotta play it cool, but you also want to leave a mark, right? Like, you have to like shake a hand, take a picture. Like, you, if if there's no evidence that it happened, did it did happen? it happen exactly? Yeah. No. Like, did that tree fall in the woods? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we did. We waited for a little bit. We watched them from afar. And we saw him interact with a couple other guests. And he was totally cool, by the way. Super nice. Yeah. Like, like asked if they wanted pictures. Like, they didn't, they didn't bother him for pictures. He was like, do you guys want to take pictures? Like, but not in, like, a douchey way. Like, like, oh, I assume that you want my photo. It was like, people t- made it a point to, like, stop him from... Like, go out one, of their way, right? Yeah. At one point in time, he was going to the restroom. Somebody kind of, like, intercepted him before he went. And then he came back and he did like a quick like nicety hello, you know, and then he went to the restroom and then he came back and finished the conversation with those people and then asked them if they wanted a photo, which, you know, I feel like uh, you might, it might be a little weird or presumptuous that, you know, you're like, oh, but I mean, if I think you could assume that if somebody's going to stop and talk to you. Well, I mean, put like, put the pieces together like this. You're at sir. Mm. <laughs> You see James Kennedy, you stop him on his way to the bathroom to like small chat and say yeah. hi. And I think it's fair. It's, I don't think it's pompous is what I'm saying. I think it's fair for him to be like, maybe they would want a picture. Yeah, totally. It's not full of yourself. It's kind of like, it makes, kind of, it makes sense mm-hmm. for, for the scene. So um, that was really cool to see. And then uh, we, we worked up the courage to kind of say hi too. Well, we didn't even really have to, though. Remember, we were leaving, and we were going to the restroom, and then he was going out the infamous back door. The alleyway door, the alleyway sir. Door. And then you're... What did you end up saying to him? Uh, 
I don't know. I think you just shook his hand. Yeah. Did you, I, say, did you call him the white Kanye? I might have called him the white Kanye, and I think I complimented the the hoodie he was wearing. He was wearing like a, a tie dye ombre ish like white blue hoodie. Okay. Um, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think I might have said something about that and shook his hand or something. Like it, yeah. it was a pretty cool interaction though. Nice guy. Yeah. Very nice. And to be honest. Um, it kind of set the tone for that season, that last season of Vanderpump, where mm-hmm. he really, like, he, he came out, uh, it seemed like a new man that mm-hmm. season. Yeah, he wasn't drinking at this time. Yeah. So he was sober. Yeah, and it carried through that whole season. That was part of his storyline, right? Like, his uh, embracing sobriety and kind of, like, not being forced. Because, you know, in, in the past, people tried to make him be sober, and, you know, that's never going to work out with no. any anyone who has any kind of addiction or tendency like that you gotta do it for yourself yeah so i think this was like we got to see in advance him on that journey already and Mm kind of like taking a few steps in that direction and um i I think it looks good on him to be honest i think it's a really good move i think that was that was really like uh the the best of the best of scenarios for for james kennedy yeah i'm now a james kennedy fan i want him to succeed in life and stay sober and just do well and be healthy and um i know that i feel like at the heart of it all he's got a good heart yeah you know i think looking back on some of those older episodes he just looked young and angry Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i don't know what where the anger was coming from i don't i'm not gonna be the dime store psychologist and try to break down this person i don't know but he just he came across as young and angry and maybe the drinking, like, soothed that a little bit. You know, like, that was his escape from the anger. Because he lashed out a lot. Like, yeah, you know, totally. Let's be real. I'm sure it's drug and alcohol-fueled, yeah. too. And then, and you pasta-fueled. Know, pasta-fueled. <laughs> pasta will make you do crazy things. Like, stay up all night. <laughs> yeah, for days on end. <laughs> that, Carbs. Fucking carbs, man. <laughs> Get you every time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm really curious about, though, is whatever... So, George Michael is his godfather. Yeah. And he was part of that will. And I know that there were some conversations about, you know, whether James was going to get a cut of that. And I'm so curious to know what happened with all of that. If he's received a piece of the estate, if that's still kind of, like, tied up and you know, lawsuits or whatever, but I hope he got some. Yeah. You know, that'd be good for him. That, you know, why, why not? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want it to go to like some, some record exec or something like that? And like somebody, um, that you can't in, in any way relate to. I, yeah. I mean, at least we could be like, we met that dude. Like we got, we got a little bit of a, an understanding of his story a bit, you know? Now maybe this is public knowledge, but I'm wondering if there's a connection between, James Kennedy and his family and PK from um, Beverly Hills because PK is, you know, really the manager with, or whatever yeah. of, of um, Paul Boy George. Yeah, Paul George. I was yeah, say, Paul, sorry. are you making shit up? No, no, he's, he's actually a, a, an extremely talented basketball player on the LA Clippers. <laughs> he's probably one of the top 25 ball players in the NBA, so... I'm a big sports fan. Sometimes the sports line and the Bravo line gets crisscrossed. Yeah, so, not this time. Yeah, no, no, it was uh, not Paul George, but... Boy George. Boy George. But, so PK 
And, you know, like, he's probably around the same age as James's dad, who was the, what, manager yeah. producer of George Michael. When they showed that, that episode when James's dad was in town, mm-hmm. um, that was definitely one of the thoughts that crossed my mind, too. I was like, they must have run in the same yeah, circle. Yeah, the same you know British I mean? circle. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do some investigating. Anyone that, you know, our... Uh, 12 listeners of this podcast if any of 14, you know oh wait 14. 14 if any of you know what's going on there please let us know because we'd love uh we'd love that yeah little definitely dish. definitely yeah um so that really puts a bow on our that little snippet the of little, our... little bravo lab insider mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Uh, So I'd like to get into something very exciting that happened this last week. All right, all right. Which is the premiere of Summer House. Oh, man. Yeah, we were waiting a while for this. And to be honest, this is one of those things that in the midst of quarantine, in the midst of our lockdown, we openly discussed what's going to happen with Summer House. Mm -hmm. Like, we were wondering, like, this, this... wasn't going to be easy. No. We didn't think it was going to occur, to be uh-uh. honest. No. Um I don't know if uh, at the time people were following their personal accounts of like, you know, like Kyle and Carl and Paige and Hannah. Like, I don't know if people knew this was being recorded when no, it was. No, I follow them all and I didn't get any pick up of that that's what was happening. Yeah, so we were we were honestly afraid there would be no summer house. Mm-hmm. We thought this time of year would roll around and we would be watching, you know, below deck reruns or something like that. Um, but no, we got new content. We got a new season of Summer House, and to top it all off, it's quarantine house. Yeah, they're not going into the city from Monday through Friday, which is like. A whole other amazing twist to this situation. Like, Summer House is one of my favorites because I feel like it's very escape, like escapism to me. You know, like I, well, you and I, we love going to the Hamptons. Love um, it. But, you know, we are not living in a mansion when we're in the Hamptons. No. It's a very small um, home that we rent, but... Um, this like big house and they all have like these amazing bodies and like great parties and there's always free-flowing rosé and that is just like how I want to live my life and so (laughs) it is escapism for me and then like this cherry on the top of having this quarantine house and you know one thing I, I gotta give it to Bravo um I don't know if they planned it like this I don't know if it just laid out like this but Summer House is always on in the winter. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's a distraction. Like, this, we, we are in the Northeast. We're recording in New Jersey. And while Summer House was on the air, there was like a foot of snow outside our door. Mm-hmm. Um, I was completely taken away from the snow and the winter watching Summer House. Yeah. Like, it was a complete diversion from my reality mm-hmm. and i appreciate that in the middle of january in the middle of february like the 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 cold doldrums of winter you get a nice little bit of escape reminds you of what to look forward to in yeah, the spring and summer come. yeah it's, there's something really nice about that and to be honest if we didn't have that this time of year i would there would be lacking like it would be something missing on mm-hmm. my schedule you know what yeah. i mean that that reminds me of the show, the other show that we love. That's like 
kind of gets us pumped up for the spring summer is the backyard envy on Bravo. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm pretty pissed because this last year they put it on during the summer, like towards the end of summer. Where we were like, um, we're already done with our play Yeah, that didn't help we, us at all. <laughs> no. We wanted to watch that in like early spring or winter. Yeah, put it on so, in March or something, yeah, right? So we could start prepping for what we want our backyard to look like come spring, summer. But you totally screwed us by giving it to us in the summer. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But uh, it, but the it, year before they did it in like and, March. And it helped out. We, mm-hmm. we definitely took some, we, we took some tips and... Um, some we, tips and tricks. Yeah, tips and tricks and tried to adapt it a little bit into our little backyard deck area and, yeah. you know, try to make the most of that. We didn't really get that last year. Yeah, it got me through that that first year that they had it. it. It made me feel like, oh, there's something really to look forward to. So anyways, I digress. Back to Summer House um, and how wonderful that was to have them all back on our screens. Yeah, so great. So great. Um, one of the things that I thought was really funny when uh, Carl was on and he was talking about when they were just getting in and he was talking about um, preparing life in quarantine and what life in quarantine was like. Mm-hmm. And then he talked about not knowing he had COVID until he took the antibody test. Oh, yeah. And he basically just thought like he was a hungover. really nasty hangover. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was laughing so hard at that. I'm like, who would have like a, a fucking two-week hangover? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you can't taste or smell anything. <laughs> like you must have been going... Hella hard to have a two-week hangover. Which is probably why he's semi-sober now. Which I think is the probably the storyline I'm happiest to see. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, let's be honest, last year it was it was a little dicey. Like there was some some sketchy side not not sketchy sides of Carl, but there was times where you saw he was just overindulging. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And when you see that regularly, that's usually like somebody that's like. Yo, I'm not good. Yeah. You know, like someone who's drinking to excess that much. It's one thing to be like, it's a party or it's, you know, a special event. Occasionally you kind of lose control a little. But to do it throughout a summer, um, it is kind of like something's wrong here. Mm. And this gives me the sense that he's addressed that for himself. He's working on that. And now we get to see like that stage of almost like the the James Kennedy redemption mm-hmm. right not to say Carl ever got so bogged down as James Kennedy and insulting basically half the cast that he works with yeah but you know it's it's that's something I'm looking forward to the rest of the season to see and I'm really hoping he's able to to stick with it and that more importantly the the rest of the house supports him through it mm-hmm. because that can be that can be dicey to maneuver through you know what i mean yeah the Carl evolution. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as Carlito's well. way. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Wait, maybe we need to change the name of this podcast from <laughs> It's About the Pasta to Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm for it. All right. All right. I like that. <laughs> no, we got to stick with it. It's about the pasta. <laughs> but what about the actual house itself? What an upgrade, right? Did you see this house? Yeah, but okay, so I have weird feelings about this house. The outside of it, to me, looks a little dumpy. What? Yeah, 
I feel like it's, I know. Wait, I know. What? I wish I had more eyebrows to raise. Like I don't have <laughs> enough eyebrows to raise at that stage. Not dumpy, but it not totally dumpy, but it's just like and I preface this all with saying like it's a totally better than anything I live in. Um so I would be happy to live Were there. Were you looking for more of like that Nantucket home yeah. vibe? Uh, yeah, because this is a modern thing. Like this is a, a modernesque take on a Hamptons home. But I also feel like it's a home that somebody did like a cheap paint job on the outside. There's just something about it that seems off to me and I can't figure it out. Um maybe and I, this is just speculation. But maybe, do you think it's that, like, I got the sense from, um, from listening to Lindsay that this, this house is essentially, like, a party hall that you could rent, you know, like, for, like, yeah. a quinceañera or something? Not to say, like, anyone's having a quinceañera at this house, but that it's, it's just, like, a blank canvas for you to write a check for a three-day weekend, have mm-hmm. your, your launch, your spring line launch or whatever you set up and then you take it down and you leave. Like no one ever lives in this yeah. house, right? Like it's just like, yeah, I think it's just, a it just passes hands and like you have a party, then you clean up, disinfect, party, clean up, disinfect, never bring the, the UV light out, right? Like oh, this yeah. is the kind of house you never bring a black no, light to. Love stains all <laughs> over the couches and chairs. It's disgusting. Um, but I, I get that. Uh, maybe, maybe it just seems m- more like, not to say like the others weren't rentals, but this seems more like a party rental yeah. than like... The other one gave you more of like a comfort warm vibe. This one seems a little sterile and just there's something off about it. This like, house is not a home. Yeah, this house is not a home. Exactly. <laughs> but so, yeah. Okay. So the house is big. It's, but it's not summer home. No. Summer house, so it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we so we got it, what seems to be a larger house than the last one, uh, which is great because I mean, it seems like a, everyone has a place to sleep. There's a fucking sauna attached to one of the bedrooms. That's true. <laughs> like this house looks dope. Like when I wrote it down, I I put like five or six O's in the dope. dope. <laughs> <laughs> that house looks so cool to me. Yeah. Um, and I love that like everyone's vehicles are packed full of everything that they need for the next six weeks. Except Kyle and Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Who just flat out were like, let's go full U-Haul. U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which was hardly filled, by the way. Yeah. Probably. Do you think it was more just for the, uh, just for the look? Yeah, probably. Or they, maybe they were out of vans at U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do love that they brought their plants. They were very responsible. That was the first thing they brought in the house, too. Mm-hmm. Like, good on them. Bring in yeah, their plants in the first. plants die while they're away. Yeah. Responsible. Very responsible. Yeah. And, like, we didn't know what they were, when everyone was arriving, we didn't know what their relationships were like with each other. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's always, like, a little game of catch-up the first episode or two, Yeah, right? you're like, who's talking, who's not, what happened when they weren't filming, like, is there any weirdness going on? Yeah, plus everyone's in the midst of a, a pandemic, pandemic, right? Yeah. Like, they're all coming oh, out of quarantine. Thing. <laughs> The little pandemic. One thing I thought was really smart of Bravo was like having them all quarantined in the house. You don't have to do the pretend face screens like you see in Atlanta and in Dallas where it's like we have to show that we're caring and that we're protective. But we also have to show our faces Mm -hmm. because like that's the money makers here. 
Um, and you know, those face screens aren't that no, effective. No, they don't like, do anything. It's like, it's a, it's for show, man. Like the face screen's a for show thing. And I just like that they don't have to pretend on mm-hmm. Summer House this season and do I like, agree. it's like, look, we're just stuck here. No one's leaving. We're quarantined. So we're maskless and we're just living it. Yeah. Maskless in Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I'm very happy that it's back. Um, There was some, like, I feel like it got, like, juicy quickly, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, they they went right to it. Like, I mean, even something as small, like, minor as uh, Perry dropping Paige off for the summer. I thought that was weird because it's like you're you're dropping your girlfriend off for a six-week vacation Mm -hmm. in which you're – not seeing her, right? Because they're quarantined, yeah. right? So I don't think they're going to have guests coming in and out of the house. So you're basically saying goodbye for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So she could go party and hang with her friends. And it had like, it had weird vibes to me. Yeah. Well, here's what I was wondering. So first off, I'm like, he didn't go inside. Why didn't you go inside and say hello to everyone? And that then part I of thought, the stipulation though. Well, so, okay. So then I thought... Well, wait a minute. He can't go in because of the whole COVID and they're trying to keep the house yeah. like keep the COVID seal, free, right? right? Keep it sealed. But wait a minute. But you just dropped off your girlfriend. You were in the car the whole time. That you were in the car the whole time. True, so if you true. have something, then that means she has something and she's bringing that inside the house. So that makes no sense. So then I go back to, well, that was weird. That was weird that you didn't go inside and say hello to everyone. I just, I don't know. I would be pissed if you dropped me off somewhere and then didn't come in and say hi to everyone. One, if you were going to a party house for six weeks, bet your ass I'm going to be in that house too. Well, yeah. <laughs> like that's the mm-hmm. right off the top. One, that. Two, do you think this says anything to Perry's relationship with the rest of the cast? Yeah. Is he kind of like... is? I'm not trying to put this out there. I don't know for sure. I'm just speculating. But does he does he like having his girlfriend on this show? Does I'm he like say the people no. she's working with? Like, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say he doesn't want to be associated with that. Yeah. I get that. Maybe that's why he didn't go in. He was like, I'm going to give you the most minimal amount of camera time <laughs> possible. Yeah. Um, what What I thought was also interesting about this new season... Uh, and, and it's not brand new, because I, I know we there was a transition the last couple seasons, but when Summer House started, it was a Whispering Angel house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if it was like a special one-off thing last season when they were doing the Hamptons Water, mm-hmm. but like Hamptons Water is still very present in the Summer House. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I got to admit, as much as we enjoy being in the Hamptons and we enjoy our rosé, we've never had Hamptons Water. I think we've had a bottle of it. No, uh, no, we've never had Hamptons water. We've never bought it. I think it's Hampton water. Whatever. Why are you adding an S to the end of everything? Everything? Days? Yeah, you Tom Toms. That's and true. Now, and now we're Hamptons Busted. water. Busted. I think it's Hampton water. Hampton water? But who says I'm Let going to the Hampton? No one. No, no one. one says that. No one ever says that. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong. I'm going to look it up right now. Hampton water, and let's see. I think it is. I think it's... Yep, it's Hampton. Yeah, well, sorry. I think it's done. Okay. Well, I mean, it might be. 
But so, yeah, they were, and I loved that everyone was walking around with like a bottle. bottle right? Yeah. Because it's like, you can't pour it into a glass. Like, you just gotta <laughs> chug the bottle. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> a little Jersey represent in the, in the Hamptons. Did you catch that when they were just getting in and Paige was kind of taking in after like she got dropped off? Yeah, the lay of the land. <laughs> yeah, she's observing and she goes, oh, wow. One of us could be a Coke dealer living yeah. here. I couldn't help but think a flashback to Married to Medicine LA. And I was like, on that show, if you said this house looks like a Coke dealer's house, it becomes the storyline of the season. Oh, it's true. The whole season it's true. was based on them calling one house a Coke dealer's house. Mm-hmm. Like that was the drama that like fueled, pro- that. fueled and propelled the whole season. In the summer house, throwaway line. No one noticed. That's, I didn't. I didn't think about that, but you're right. <laughs> wow. Right. And maybe it's because in married to medicine, LA, it's actually someone's, someone's home. home. I think that's the difference. Like it's there. someone that lives there. Yeah. But look, if I owned that home in the Hamptons, and you came over for a party and said this looks like a coke dealer lives there, I would take it as a compliment. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, look, Ma, I made it. Like, <laughs> yeah. someone confused me for a Coke dealer. I must be doing really good in life. <laughs> for me, I would think, like, gosh, we need to get a new decorator. Like, somebody, <laughs> like, there's too much marble in this place. <laughs> yeah. Somebody thinks that it, where are the pillars? Get the pillars out of here. Remove those pillars at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because I didn't think about that. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's a whole season in another show. <laughs> like in another life that would, that would take on a, a life of its own. Yeah. Um, so I do want to talk about the craziness, obviously, which is Hannah and Luke and what a douche Lord Luke is. Luke is, and I've seen this on a couple spots. I'm not trying to take anyone's thunder. Cause I, I, I wrote the same thing. I thought the same thing when I watched the season, he is being exposed for the fuck boy that he, he is. He is a fuck boy. But you know, last year they kind of clouded it as like, is he a fuck boy or is he like he came across as almost like an emotional artist? Yeah. Right. Like I'm just I'm just trying to do tortured me. emotional I'm very artist pensive. that just I'm happens deep. to be hot. And I'm also a model, but I make jewelry with my bare hands, mm-hmm. and I also play hockey, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think he had us bamboozled last last season this is the season that exposes fuck boy luke Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't blame hannah like like if you've got a guy calling you every single day and like you would assume that there's some sort of relationship between the two of you especially if you're having phone sex or you know you're speaking about like going on dates or hooking up or whatever Having frisky conversations Have, yes yeah, <laughs> the friskiest of conversations so i mean i can't and then the whole he's bringing this new person sierra walks in which it's funny because even before she steps in uh like single foot in the house and they address it mm-hmm. he wouldn't even attach a gender mm-hmm that's to her where you, pronoun. That is where you know that you are guilty and you are still holding on to every ounce 
of like bullshit that you can <laughs> yeah. to make someone think that like there's nothing going the on. The game you is and running else. ashore, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. like the waters are getting shallow. You're about to hit land. Because uh-huh. he was like, oh yeah, me and my friend, they'll come to they not she but they. Yeah, they. <laughs> like, it was so so telling. Just mm-hmm. so so telling. Agreed. Um, I feel like that's a little form of gaslighting almost. You think? Like, yeah, because if you're going to pretend that this girl who is, by the way, extremely beautiful, totally hot, you're going to like play it off like there's nothing going on between you when we very well know, but that you're going to start saying things like they are coming with me. That's like an indication. He's saying that. Obviously, so that Hannah doesn't know that there's anything or doesn't feel threatened by her. But how long can he hide it? (laughs) We're going to see. He's not going to have her walk into the the house with like a full body costume. Yeah. Like one of those inflatable Halloween costumes where you have no idea what's inside. Like this is my friend the (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah, no, he can't hide it forever. I mean, as we saw, she showed up and, you know, and then poor Hannah. Yeah. Like, she's trying to do that that thing. That, that she starts he, doing the most. Yeah, she's doing the most um, when Luke is doing the least. And I don't blame her because I probably would have taken that same exact road of, like, you don't want to seem like you're jealous over this beautiful girl that entered. This is where I take my nervous poops. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like... I'm just going to be as warm and inviting as I possibly can. But was it too warm and too inviting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. And what about that, that scene with Sierra since we were talking about the new girl on, on the show? Um, when she comes in and she pulls the, the girls pull her aside. They do a little toast. Mm-hmm. And then she leads the toast and it's really cool. And then she's like... Yeah, and let's fuck the guys up, right? And she's yeah. like, yeah, let's fuck the guys up. And everyone toasts. And then literally 10 seconds later, production cuts in the, the clip of her saying, I'm not a girl's girl. Like, yeah, I, 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 I totally get along with guys, and I'm not exactly much of a girl's girl. But like 10 seconds earlier, she's toasting with all the girls like, fuck these guys, yeah. Yeah, that um, bothered me a little bit because <laughs> I was so, like, such, like, so fangirling over her. And then when she said that, I was like, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> like, I didn't want that to happen. I wanted her to be, like, with the girls the whole summer. Maybe she will be. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, like, both sides have been presented. We don't know which one is true. Yeah, it's true. But I do feel like sometimes really hot chicks like that are like, I'd rather stick around with the guys because the guys give me attention and that makes me feel good. That strokes my ego. And then the girls just get jealous over how gorgeous I am. So that's why I can't hang out And you with don't them. have to work the guy relationship too much. No. Right? It doesn't take a lot of cultivating to no. get the guys like on your side and friendly with you. And, Especially like, when you're hot like that's that. That's what's like in her situation, like cultivating friendships with guys probably comes pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe the average female is apprehensive when, when approaching her. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I get that. This is the path of least resistance <laughs> is hanging out with the men. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Lindsay Hannah New Year's dish? Ooh. So I feel like that's shady boots of Lindsay. Um, well actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I think if Luke and Hannah were dating at the time, 
that's douche of Luke to go to that party and not spend New Year's with his girlfriend or the girl that he's seen. Especially if you're in the area. Like, it's one yeah. thing if you're in Minnesota and you're like, I'm nowhere near New York to have New Year's Eve with mm-hmm. you. So, yeah, all right, we're going to have to do it separate. But if you're in the city and she is also in New York, mm-hmm. like, what's the excuse now? Yeah, not cool. So, um, but I also don't blame Lindsay if... Hannah was talking shit about her, then no, fuck you. I'm not inviting you to my party. You can eat one. But, like, I don't know. I mean, the the alleged talking shit, the minion gate, mm-hmm. right? Like, is, is that that deep to say, no, like... No, it's not that deep. Like, because when they cut to Lindsay on the show, and she was, like, running through that, like... Uh, the confessional, mm-hmm. where she was just going on and on about like, did I treat her like a minion? I don't know. And they, like, they even jump cut like to different points yeah, where it's like the story's going still on, going so on and still going on. It seems like that meant a lot to Lindsay and it, it seemed like a throwaway comment for Hannah. Like it seemed, to me, it came across as she was like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to be so subservient. I'm not going to just do what she says. Yeah. But for Lindsay, it was like, it ran way deeper than that. True. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a Lindsay problem, not a Hannah problem. I feel like Hannah's, like, worked through it already. And Lindsay's still, like, stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because Lindsay's not the one that's... Or Hannah's not the one that's bothered by it because Hannah said it, right? It's Lindsay that's bothered by it. But who who would normally be more bothered? The person in the role of the minion or the person in the role of conducting the minion like directing the minion right like it's more about the comment not about the you know yeah i mean i don't know there's clearly the tension is there and i don't know that they'll ever get past it yeah you know what are just in general what are your thoughts on the the giggle squad as they call themselves (laughs) i kind of love it yeah you're into it yeah i'm into it because i gotta admit like i i've been even before this season and, you know, before their podcast started, I wasn't sure where I stood with the two of them. Because at times, I'm like... The I two love of them who? The, the, Hannah and... Uh, yeah, Hannah and Paige. That's, yeah. the, that's the Giggle Squad. That's, uh, they have their own podcast. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's their I know thing. Hannah has her podcast. Hannah's got her own... She's got a, a few. Like, she's got her, her finger in a lot of pies, so to mm. speak. One of those pies is a podcast with her... And Paige called The Giggle Squad, based off of last year's episode where they were eating dinner and they kept giggling. Yeah. And Kyle, like, flipped out on them. So they started a podcast on that. And there was some drama. If if you don't know about the the tension and drama that came up through that podcast, um, I know Ono Bravo covered it. Uh, What Else Is Going On podcast covered it. Uh, A bunch of different podcasts have covered their podcast drama uh-huh. um and it, it's it's i don't know it's it i could see it both ways uh they try to stay out of it it's more about the people that listen and comment on their podcast mm-hmm. than them but it's it's also how they respond to it right like so i didn't get so caught up in that story but even without it i've kind of vacillated i've nice. kind of gone back and forth on whether I'm I'm down with them or whether I'm like, do I like them or not? I don't know. Like, they, they've never fully won me over. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of go back and forth with the two of them. 
I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't, we've never really voiced our opinions on these two. Um, yeah, I like them. And I adore Amanda. I think she's hysterical and fun and quirky. And um, I feel like we could totally be friends in real life. Hannah might be the most relatable person on the show. Because mm-hmm. I think she just comes across as very down to earth. Yeah, she totally is. Uh, she's a cat lover and we love cats. Yes, so that's that also... So she's a special place in our heart Yeah, because of that. True that. Um, but yeah, all, out of all of the girls, Amanda's my favorite. And then probably Hannah, I would say, after that. But for me, I get a little bit disappointed with Hannah because I know she's like this strong female. And so I get disappointed that she's letting this Luke shit fly. Um, and that she's not like a little more wide open to his fuckboy ways. Yeah. Because she's a strong female and she's beautiful and she's funny and she could have you know her pick of the litter i think and luke she should just not waste her time with him well this could be the reckoning season for Mm -hmm. hannah because you know we saw at the end of the episode uh luke was clearly texting two girls in the house gosh what an asshole right like texting uh late night like like a post midnight text to both girls like the same text basically a copy paste (laughs) that is like the late that is doing the least that is doing the least (laughs) yeah that really is is doing the least that is so disappointing um and also so calculated too yeah that you would send the same message to two people in the same house um and that's i feel like that's a little bit more of the gaslighting right like that he sent that to hannah and then, you know, is going to pretend like there's nothing going on between them, but you send her mixed messages. What about the comment he made when he was talking about Sierra in comparison to Hannah? Oh, my god. And he gosh. was like, well, the thing with Sierra is she's beautiful on the inside and, and the out. outside. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you're clearly saying, and if you're comparing two things and saying, well, the thing about this one is that it's beautiful inside and out, then the other thing is not beautiful either inside or out. Yeah. One of those things is So lacking. which is it? So where is Hannah not beautiful? Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe that that confessional, that interview that he made at that point in time, he must have like already been beefing with Hannah like to have said that. Yeah, because yeah. if you're in it as deep as you are talking to her every day, and, like, okay, maybe you don't have anything romantic, but if you are speaking to somebody every day, like, there is no one that I speak to every day other than my coworkers and you. You have an invested relationship. And so if you can say something like that about someone you're close with, like, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So it had to have been after they got into a huge fight. A little fight. falling and, out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And did you notice when they were showing the rooms, um... To Luke and Sierra, he asked, do these rooms connect? Like, oh, the yeah. Floor? And as soon as they were like, yeah, the rooms connect on the balcony, he was like, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> That's creep status. Like, that is like, oh, so I can get into her bedroom unbeknownst to the rest of the house as long as we have... I'm not saying he's creeping into the bedroom without her knowing, mm-hmm. but like, he can sneak into her bedroom without anyone in the house knowing from the outside. And he was like, sign me up. Yeah. That was a little sketch. 
he's not coming across uh, very well. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest, he had a killer rookie season. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I believe, you could fact check me on this because I know you follow the account closer than I do, but didn't two judgy girls have him as the hottest Bravo celeb? Maybe. I think because they do like a hot marathon mm-hmm. where you have to vote on dudes. I think he got the top vote. Wow. Yeah, if you're an asshole, you will quickly lose hotness from me in my eyes. Like, I used to think Jax was so good looking. And then we got to know who he was. And then now I don't feel that way. I don't think he's an ugly individual. But, like, there has to be more to it, right? You have to know, like, someone's heart and who they are. And, you know, and that. Like, sometimes someone that's barely good looking can become extremely good looking if they have a really good personality and a really good heart and then you all of a sudden yeah, see them in a, a different way. Yeah, being a good person, right? Like, yeah. That goes a long them, way. You see them differently and, you know, but, uh, so yeah, Luke has, has lost it in my eyes. So it's going to be interesting to see where this kind of like runs into, like where, how does this spin out from here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, He's going to continue to play both, both sides. But, but when, when you're, com- when you're playing two people... That reside in the same home. Oh, you're going to get burned. <laughs> like, this, this is like, it's reminding me of like um, the, the Saved by the Bell, like double booking a date <laughs> kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, like that, that old play, Rest in Peace, uh, Dustin Diamond, um, that was... That was uh, un- yeah, that was this week. But wasn't he really a douche? Look, he was a douche and compared to the rest of the cast... He definitely hit harder times, I mm-hmm. think, than others. Didn't he make like a, a pros- porn? Well, he made a porn. I think he made a prosthetic of his penis. penis. Um, he had hard times. Mm-hmm. He had some demons. Like Screech uh, yeah. wasn't wasn't having. He didn't have the AC Slater life. You gotcha. know what I mean? But, but uh, Zach Morris' life though was probably sweeter than the AC life. Oh, of course, Zach got a new show on right now. Mm-hmm. Mixedish. He's he's the lead on an ABC sitcom. He's doing just fine. Uh, Screech, on the other hand, not, not so, so much. much. <laughs> um, but, you know, yes. Was he a flawed individual? Did he have hard times? True. But you still like to see that redemption, right? Yeah. Like, uh, someone down and out uh, just means they, they have a greater story to tell when they come back, right? The mm-hmm. comeback's always greater than the setback, mm-hmm. right? So... Um, it's it's going to be curious to see how this plays out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I am so for it. I can't wait for the next episode. Um, it's just, it's going to be a good season. You know, the only thing that's weird is um, coming, coming off of moist January, now mm-hmm. that we're in February, we were so looking forward to the Summer House debut because we were like, we're popping a bottle of rosé for that. Yeah. When it came... We were so content with just having our tea on a weeknight and chilling in front of the TV and saving the booze for the weekend that we didn't even have yeah, no any rosé. And to be honest, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, it's very weird. We Surprising. Live a different, we're living in a different world it's now. It's a different time. Yeah. Um, so just to give our listeners, all 14 of you, a background, when we started doing Dry January, which ended up being Moist January... Uh, we decided that we needed to replace our nightly wine drinking with something. And so we decided that that something would be tea. 
CBD tea. CBD tea. <laughs> so we've been drinking CBD tea every night, and it's been lovely. Yeah, sleeping like a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, less calories. Yeah. Saved money because we're not buying as much wine. Dropped five pounds in January over yeah. here. Five Look LBs. Yeah, so we're um very excited about it. Now, of course, the weekends are still for boozing, but yep. we're trying to hold it back at least Monday through Thursday, maybe Monday through Friday. I'm down with Monday through Friday. I'm with it. Yeah. So um, champagne is still very important, though. Every Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're looking forward to continuing on more podcast journeys with you all and more champagne journeys. As Absolutely. Well. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's about time for us to wrap it up. All right. We'll close it out here. Yeah. So um, we hope you all have a good week this week. And tune in to all of your favorite reality shows. Um, We're not going to have anything this Sunday because of the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a tough one. But we're all going to get through it together. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, till next time, we'll see you live from the lower level. Bye. Bye.